Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Scott Stebbin Podcast. Um, on this episode, I'm going to be addressing uh, part two of this uh, video games and spirituality. And one of the aspects we're going to be talking about is the concept of are video games good or bad for you, especially on a psychological level. Um, you know, last part one, I talked more kind of the spirituality part of the podcast. So today I want to talk more of the psychological now and try to dive a little bit more deeper in that aspect. Now, um, kind of um, a lot of different interesting developments have happened with research to video games. Um, and obviously when you look at the news and when you hear friends talking, there's always that um, – Judgment, I guess. And I think a lot of times people are always inclined to see video games as bad. Um, I can remember, I believe the game was called EverQuest. It was put out by Sony. It was like one of the very first MMORPGs. And I can remember being interested in playing this game. But of course there's that monthly fee and I'm like, yeah, I don't know about paying monthly fees for games. Cause who knows? Like for me, I play a game and then after a while I'll start getting preoccupied with other things. And I didn't want to like keep paying for a game that I wasn't going to be playing. Um, so I never decided to do that. But also the other fear was that I would read these stories of people who would die playing this game because they wouldn't go to sleep or they would be so immersed in the game that they would forget to eat or go to the bathroom or how if these people were in a dating relationship, they would lose their girlfriends or if they were married, they get divorced because all they did was play this game. And I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't be playing this game or even attempt to play this game because I'm worried that I may become um, addicted before video game addiction was even a thing. Um, and when we look at video games, whether they're good or bad, I want to really talk about kind of the addiction part uh, first because some of the things that make video games good also make them bad. And I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, so back when I was going for my um, master's in counseling, um, I, you'd have debates with one of my professors, uh, Dr. Michael Ruschling over at Ashland. And he would talk about video games being bad. And I would be the other side of the camp that would argue that they were good. Well, there was a book that came out. It was by a female developer, video game developer. And she talked a little bit about uh, video games being good. And I tried to find this book. I can't find it anywhere. I even looked at through the Akron Public Library um, library because I rented it from there. And I was able to read through the thing. And... Um, it was really good, but one of the things she talks about is the thing about why video games are good, and it's also another reason on a couple articles um, that I've been reading is that there is this idea of a reward system. Um, and for most of you who may not necessarily know what a reward system is, it is a... Um, it's a trick that a lot of parenting um, 
uh, parents use. Um, instead of punishing their kids, they reward them for good behavior. So when it comes to um, video game addiction or just video games and why they're good, there is a reward. For an example, um, you're playing a puzzle game, and I can remember like playing Tetris. And I would start at level one. I'd go through, and each level would go faster. And then you get to the point where, you know, the thing stacks up. It hits the top. Game over. You're done. You have to start over again. And so I'm playing this game, and let's say I get to, like, maybe level 10 before I can't do it anymore. I, I, I lose. All right? And then eventually... I play it again, and then I get up to level 12. Well, as you can see, I started at level, I ended at level 10. When I played again, I made my way to level 12. So I have improved. And when you see that improvement, it sends a signal to your brain, and it gives you that good feelings that you have accomplished something. Um, same thing, you may be playing, um, you may be playing Call of Duty. And you may realize that, man, you know, my, your your kill-to-death ratio is more on the death side than the kill side. And you're thinking, man, I stink at these games. But you keep playing it, and you get more used to the map, and you start to understand the layout of the map. And then eventually, you get to the point where your kill rate is higher than your death rate, and you're like, whoa, I'm becoming good. I can remember um, – and, and, and it's those things where – it starts to be very pleasing to you and you start to feel good and it sends a signal to your brain and you start to have those good, happy feelings. So that's kind of the reward based thing. And if you're doing better, then what are you going to do? You're going to continue to play the game. So you get better and better and better. So with that reward system, that kernel of a reward system, you also have how that can be addicting. It can be bad because now when that is the thing that's making you feel good, especially if you're in a situation where your life is kind of out of control and chaotic, then you are going to be immersed in a game. And as long as you're getting these good feelings, then you keep going back to the game. You keep going back to the video game system because that's where you're finding your joy. That's where you're finding your livelihood. Uh, that's where you're starting to feel like that the things you do matter or things are worthwhile because you're getting those, because you're getting that um, reward system. You're, you're doing something and you're getting feedback and that feedback is positive and good. That then turns makes you feel good. Um, and when you do that, then that's why how video games can be very addicting and bad and how that can lead down to a host of other problems, which can lead down to uh, relationships being strained because you are having a relationship with a machine than with an actual person. Um, where And then that's why sometimes like when – you have a spouse that gets angry and stands in front of your game or you have a kid that accidentally hits the eject button and pulls out your disc and snaps it in half accidentally and breaks your game that you can have this big 
reaction to the point where you end up becoming more angry than necessary. And the reason why is because this thing or this game was part of what was making you feel good has now been severed or been taken away. And you now have this huge emotional reaction where you start um, raging out, um, which is kind of why when you look at the um, culture of online gaming, how sometimes there could be people who um, just go crazy or you watch Twitch videos where someone gets so mad that they're throwing their headphones down, they're punching the television screen, they're just having this big rageful moment where they're just screaming, breaking things, um, even like swatting people because the thing that they were getting so good at, the thing that was giving them rewards, and especially when you play online and you're doing good, and let's say you're just having a very crummy night and you're just getting killed, 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 where it seems like every time you respond, you take two steps, you're out, and you're just getting super mad because you're just not doing well, then the response is, is I'm not doing well, and you're getting negative feedback um, and then, and in turn, that's kind of reflecting who you are, your character, your self-esteem, everything. Then that's why we go crazy and we start having these moments of rage, which on the extreme side can lead to a lot of dysfunctional behavior. Um, so that's kind of the big thing, uh, especially the feedback system, um, and when I go through, because there's like actually a couple of good articles that I was able to find online that kind of hits on why some of the video games were good. And I want to kind of hit on some of those real quick. So, um, and there's two articles, and I think some of these are going to overlap. Well, the one thing is, is that games can break bad habits, which I agree, because if you think about it, if you're into why do people drink, why do people smoke? Uh, why do people do drugs? I mean, I'm th talking about like extreme uh, habits. Well, because it makes them feel good. And in that moment, it makes them feel good and all of life's problems kind of get washed away. Well, if a video game's giving you the same stimulus and it's giving you the same feelings as smoking a cigarette and it's giving you the same pleasure in your mind as doing drugs or looking at pornography, then obviously video games... In some aspects, some people would say it's a healthier option than alcohol, drugs, sex, etc. Uh, so we see that it can break bad habits. Um, the other thing is it reduces pain. Um, and I want to talk more about it reduces pain slash it can be healthy for you. And especially when you get into things like um, the Wii Balance Board and the Nintendo Wii how a lot of times hospitals and nursing and nursing homes and rehabilitation centers were using the balance board and the Wii controller and nunchuck as a way to help people do exercise. Like how many exercise games came out uh, when the Wii came out? Like a bunch of them. Um, I can remember having an EA game that was an exercise thing that actually came with like the stretch bands and you would like, do this and or you step up on the balance board or do yoga and they would look at your balance and they help you you know realign your balance to where your center of gravity was or the yoga aspects of that so that was always 
an important thing. Um, and then you got into things like um, the PlayStation Move and the Xbox Connect that kind of did the same thing. And even now with virtual reality, uh, you kind of see the same thing where it helps adjust pain, especially if you think about, um, you know, if you're running on a treadmill. And I know some, I see some things where it's like, you're on a treadmill, and if you have like a VR setting, it's almost like you're outside. And it's like, okay, and maybe the first time you're walking or something, you can only walk maybe like five miles before you start having a lot of pain in your knee from um, from having just a knee replacement. And you can go, oh, man, when I before my knee, I used to walk like 10 miles. I can only walk five, and I'm having just a lot of discomfort with it. Well, then over time, when you're doing physical therapy, you start seeing your numbers and you went from like five to seven to seven to 10 to 10 to 15. Then you start saying, okay, I'm improving and it starts taking the pain away and you almost start seeing a, an increased. Um, and especially I've even seen um, and kind of going to the next thing, kind of talking more about this health is another thing about mental illness. Um, especially things like with depression and anxiety, where that can kind of help you. And I was reading one article. Let me see if I can find it. Um, uh, one of the things was that it can help reduce anxiety. And one of the um, one of the things that it said is that there is a university, and I'm trying to find it. Hold on, real quick. Um, here we go. Um, researchers at the New Jersey Medical School um, anesthesiology department found that children who are allowed to play a handheld video game before surgery felt virtual no, exi- no anxiety. What's more, when they came to from anesthesia after the surgery, game-playing kids felt less than half as much anxiety as kids who were given medication instead. Um and basically kind of what it is, is it kind of becomes a blocker in a way you're, you're playing this game, especially for kids, you're playing this game and you kind of feel this as ease. And as you're playing this game, you just don't feel anxious because what you're doing is your focus, your focus is now on the objectives of the game and playing this game that you're not necessarily, you're not thinking about having surgery. You're not thinking about, the problems you're not thinking about loneliness or the depression or anxiety that's getting washed away because all your focus is now on a game, which again, talking a little bit, that's a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing because you're just kind of shutting everything out. Um, other aspects of why video games are, are good for you. It can motivate exercise, fight depression. Um, it can, it, it can make you, a better leader. And this is kind of an important thing. Um, They did research and let me find out. um, Yeah. What they did is they were um, university of Rochester uh, did a study and they had about um, a group of young adults with no gaming experience, play an action game for 50 hours and then they took another group and they had them play a strategy game, um, a slow-paced strategy game like a Sims-type game. And after the study, one of the things that they saw was that the act people who played the action video games, uh, because they're so fast-paced and you have a lot of things 
popping up and disappearing with your, not only with your focal vision, but even with your peripheral vision, that it's teaching you better to take in sensory data and translate it into correcting decisions. So you see from a video game that you can make better decisions or you are a little bit better. And even like back in like the early 2000s when the U.S. Army um, was making the American's Army game where it was like almost like kind of like um, Counter-Strike. Um, where you're going and you're playing this game, but it was a recruiting tool for the United States Army. And what it did is they have this data on how players would improve and how it would help them. And even now you see, I've, I've heard, I think I read an article where, you know, sometimes even officers are using virtual reality for training to help them be better and more quick with their reflexes. And you kind of see that through video game, you're a lot more quick with things. And that's the thing, you know, playing a video game, if you're too quick or someone hurts you, you're not going to have physical repercussions. Um, If someone shoots you in a game and you have a game over, you still have your life where if you're trying to go out into the field and train and maybe doing something like paintball. But I know sometimes with the problem with paintball is that you could be out in the woods running around doing something and your visor gets foggy and it's very hard to see. Um, So you don't, have good clarity where virtual reality, you don't have to worry about a fogged up screen and you can actually see some of the things uh, to do. Um, (laughs) Excuse me. Um, The other thing is, especially with older adults, it helps give you control over your memory. And I think this is kind of a huge thing. Uh, What they found is that, um, that older adults, and I believe the researchers was the University of Iowa, um, they had over 681 healthy people age 50 or older play about 10 hours of a certain video game for five to eight weeks. And here was their findings. Um, it says, we've shown that 10 hours is enough to slow the decline by several years. And talking about the decline, uh, talking about like things like Alzheimer's and uh, dementia. And that's kind of the thing because so many times we're always talked about as you get older, your body starts breaking down. So it's important for you to uh, take care of your body, take care of your health. But then on the other side, you see that we have to take care of our minds as well. And the great things about video games is even playing things from like strategy to role-playing games to shooters you know, there's so much data coming in and out from what you're seeing in the, uh, you know, the hand-eye coordination that it actually starts building your brain and you start to become more quicker and you start to be able to become more efficient in what you're doing. And I remember reading a post that had nothing to do with video games. It was this um, employer that was talking about if they they had a hard time if they were going to fire a certain employee or not. Cause what this employee would do is they would do the work very effectively and officially and efficiently in like half the time where the other workers, it took them eight hours. So what this employer would see is this guy do the work in half the time. And then the rest of the time, just sit around playing games on his phone. And he's like, well, should I fire this guy? Because he's just kind of sitting around. And 
whoever I forget who they're writing to, but they said so basically the person who's very effective, efficient in doing their job, you want to get rid of because it takes because he does the work in half the time than your other employees. Why should that person be penalized uh, for doing something that other people are taking eight hours to do? He's doing it in like four or five hours. But that doesn't make sense. If you have an efficient, if you have an effective, efficient person who's working, then maybe you should be rewarding him for doing a good job, especially if you notice that he's not making errors or mistakes or whatever. And you see that video games, especially in younger people, it improves their mind. They're able to be more efficient, get a lot of st- stuff done, are able to multitask better. Um, and also, especially if you go into the online gaming, um, you know, that helps them a lot too with leadership skills. I know I'm talking about aging, but I forgot about that aspect of leadership that, you know, not only are you able to interpret data and make better decisions, but then working with the team, working with the squad uh, to win games and just opening up the lines of communication, your communication um, increases and just being able to build relationships with strangers in an online realm can translate to how do you build relationships with people in the real world. Um, so really, there's a lot of benefits to uh, playing video games, and this is like my conclusion. So I think that there's more good benefits to playing video games um, than bad, but I think that when we look at the bad parts of video games, it's almost kind of really bad because it does deal with anger and aggression and um, isolation and even can become addicting so much that um, people may need to have interventions. I know there's a lot of people who talk about going to uh, facilities for their video game addiction. So that's something that can be very hard. And I think a lot of times it's not necessarily the video game that is causing the anger or the bad things to come out. I think it's just one's personality and one's uh, demeanor and one's social environment that video games has become a way of escape. And when things don't work out or you're not getting that positive feedback, then it sets you off because the one thing that is bringing you happiness, the one thing that is kind of your rock or your stable ground is the one thing that is taken away, which has caused someone to lose control. And I think that's kind of where video games can be uh, bad in a way. Uh, But for the most part, I see it as being um, good. And I want to kind of end with this story because I thought this story was very interesting Um, as far as people's perceptions on video games and what makes them bad. I remember... I was streaming. I was streaming on Twitch, and I was playing. I think I just got Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. And I remember the first, so I'm streaming kind of the first opening of the game. And the first opening game, you're chasing after a griffin and you're fighting it. So I remember here I am with my sword and my crossbow, and I'm shooting it and I'm fighting it. And then I think I chop off the head of the griffin, and and then I kind of end streaming from there. Okay. Well, then all of a sudden, I remember there was a special board meeting called, and there was someone who was questioning um, some things about my 
pastoral shit. They were questioning um, my deme- my character, and one of the things that they put on there is that I showed an exemplified angry and aggressive behavior. And that threw me off because I was like, what? Like if for people who know me, like I don't get angry very easily. And I don't think there's a lot of people who have really seen me. They may see me be upset. They may see me get a little bit angry, but not like to Hulk size uh, proportions that this um, person was making it out to be. So I was like, well, can you elaborate a little more on my anger and aggression? Because it was also thrown off my board. Like, we don't, we, <laughs> we're kind of confused on this too. And um, what ended up happening is, is this person saw that, you know, they were they're on Facebook. They saw that there is a link to my Twitch channel. They clicked it and they were watching me playing. Um, Witcher 3 and saw me with my as Geralt of Rivera going and killing a griffin and shooting it with crossbows using swords and chopping off its head at the end. Um, So because of me playing a violent video game, they equate that to me being a very violent person, which was not the case at all. And that was kind of thing brought up. Like, I believe the person said because of the violent video games you play. And I'm thinking, wait, what? Like, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense at all. And, you know, I've been playing video games since, oh, geez, probably six years old. Um, think I, that's, I think I remember playing. I know my parents said I had a... Um, an odyssey. I don't remember, but I do remember being about six years old and playing legend of Zelda for the very first time. And what am I doing? I have a sword and I'm killing skeletons and bats and blobs and, and everything else. Um, and even like getting older. And I remember the first M rated game I played was doom on like the SNES. And I remember my mom, signed off on it when I was at Blockbuster and I played Doom and I played Mortal Kombat and I can even remember I was in the Tony Hawks. I was playing Tony Hawk and when I went over to my friend's house, they were playing a game called Grand Theft Auto 3. And I remember playing Grand Theft Auto 3. And you know, I think about all the different games on the different levels of violence from like a one to a ten. I've probably played them all and not once has I ever had an experience where it has made me so angry and so rageful that I wanted to hurt another individual or I wanted to take a baseball bat to my television screen or to my console and smash it because I was just so angry because I couldn't beat a boss or I couldn't get past a certain level on Candy Crush or I'm throwing my phone against the wall because because I've lost in Clash Royale. Like, you know, that's not me. And I think a lot of it is because of my demeanor and my character um, where someone else who may not have grown up in the same setting or the same social environment that I have may do that. Um so, you know, 
And it goes back to, I don't necessarily think it's the video game that is good, that causes the good or bad reactions. It's what I do and the feedback I'm getting from the video game that's going to cause the reaction. But it all starts with the individual. And if my love for video games is to a point where I'm going to start harming my family or neglecting other duties, then yeah, it's bad. Um, if me playing video games is getting into the point, especially talking about a spiritual aspect where it's becoming an idol, where I now have put video games or the almighty Xbox above the almighty God, then yeah, it's bad. But if I'm not doing those things and video games is just a thing of entertainment, it's a thing for me to engage in storytelling and understand just the interesting story elements that you don't necessarily see in Hollywood. Um, and even just the idea of it helping me relax, calm down, decompress from a, a stressful day so that once I'm done decompressing, I can make that transition into being a loving husband and father and not a stressed out um, dad or husband, then, you know, for me, then video games is good because it does achieve that. All right, guys. So that's all I want to talk about today. I think this will be just kind of the end of the um, video game and spirituality series. If there is a question that I did not get to answer or something else you are worried about, you know, just feel free to drop me a private message through Facebook or through my webpage, thescottstedman.com. Um, if you're not watching this live video, you can go ahead and um, – Listen to me on my podcast. Uh, just do a, any podcasting um, software that you use. Just do a search for Scott Stedman Podcast. It'll come up. Or you can go to my website, thescottstedmanpodcast.com, and get all that wonderful information from there. All right, guys. I hope you're doing well. hope you have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>